America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Yeah, we spent 10 years to get up. Clicking sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rays. topic tonight will be music in 2005. Victor? All right. Well, I guess I'm taking the lead on music. Um, we've all been talking a lot about what we're going to be talking about. And today, music's going to be our central topic for the next half hour or so. And yes. what I wanted to focus on was 2005 and do a little roundup of what we saw, what we heard, and what we liked in 2005. And you guys should jump in. Um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff lately, and 2005 wasn't, you know, a banner year for music, but there was a lot of good stuff that I think is happening on independent labels and all around that I don't think we're always hearing about. So what I thought I'd do is talk a a little bit about American music, a little bit about what's going on in Europe and in Canada, and then lay down my my favorite album of 2005. In 2004, we had, you know, some great stuff going on, and... 2005, I don't think, was a terrible year for music. But uh, in America, we had several good things going on, starting with uh, Smog. Uh, he released his, I think, 11th or 12th album on Drag City. Okay. And I've been a fan of Smog since about, let's see, ni- 2000. He, I caught up with him a little bit late and grabbed mm-hmm. Dongs of Savotion. And that's still my all-time favorite Smog album. Um Dongs of Savotion, if, if you get a chance to go back or you go to iTunes, uh, definitely should check that album out. Well, you turned turn me on to Smog, and, and I just, I like their music a lot. Yeah, that's it's basically Bill Callahan. He has traveled all around, and he's on the label out of Chicago. Right now, I believe, he's living out of Austin, Texas. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. But this latest album and the album before, 2003, He's getting a little more folky. He's getting a little more quiet. He's he's getting a little less um, avant-garde than he used to be. He used to be a little okay. more confrontational, and this album is settled into a much more folky, atmospheric type of album. So, well, nothing wrong with that. No, definitely, it's it's a quieter, quieter mood album, and I, I do think it. He is continuing to put out some great music, and throughout the '90s, he has um, definitely backtracked with this guy. And if you haven't heard Dongs of Savotion, uh, check out. Uh, Dress sexy at my funeral because that, that's one of my all-time favorite, a true classic, tongue-in-cheek <laughs> uh, songs of uh, death that I've ever heard. Um, but right on top with uh, with Smog, there's another guy coming up. Uh, his name is Andrew Bird, and he's on his second album with uh, Righteous Babe. Uh, Righteous Babe is Annie DeFranco's label, and this guy oh. is out of uh, Illinois. And his album was called The Mysterious Production of Eggs, which... That's a great title. That's an album title of the year right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a multi-instrumentalist, and, and he, he, in his live shows, apparently plays most of the things himself. And 
he's a really great great musician. One thing I would mention about him is that on February 17th, he's actually coming to Madison. He'll be performing at the High Noon Saloon. Oh, great. So if you get a chance, this would be an opportunity to check an up-and-coming guy who really has got the... He's got the chops. He's writing really good lyrics. He's he's performing really great acoustic rock kind of music, and uh, you can see him locally. And I don't know what the show is costing, but it's at the high noon, February seventeenth. What was his name again? Andrew Bird. Andrew Bird. Bird. Cool. I, th- I think I checked out his website in preparation of this show, and it didn't work for me. Oh really? Couldn't find- <laughs> I got a picture of him and some flowers. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. But, well, you know, I just moved on to the next band. That's, well, and that's yeah, the one thing yeah. I, I'd say about all these bands um, is that a lot of their material is available on the internet. You can get snippets of it on iTunes. You could download a song or two and then just see if it's your style or not. Right. Or I mean, some of these guys have have great content on their own websites that you can check out. And I, I'm all for that, and I'm all for file sharing. And if I really like someone, I'm going to go buy their albums, which I've done with Absolutely. with all these guys. Yeah, a lot of bands are putting MP3s or even videos on their website. Yeah, you so pretty much have yeah, to nowadays. Pretty easy to check it's it kind out. Of, oh, yeah. yeah, coin of the realm now. Exactly. Yep. Um, another uh, great American album that was put out this year is Beck's album, Guero. And this was kind of a tough one for me because I didn't want to go buy it right away because... One of my all-time favorite music websites, Pitchfork, uh, Rob Mitchum of Pitchfork gave this one a 6.6. And out of 10, Pitchfork usually does like a 10-point review. And and I thought, oh, wow, if they didn't like it, then I I might not like it. But it turns out this guy was completely wrong. And I I think that Beck is being held to standards that he's just been around so long and uh, Beck always tries to do something a little different with each album, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you want uh, the same as the previous album for the new album, uh, y- you're not going to get it. No, You'll you're not. So it's, it's always good to pay attention to what kind of album he's putting out when he's putting out a new album. And this one is is pretty much back to the old, old delay kind of thing, and it's not... That's what I liked about it. Yeah, but I loved Sea Change, and I loved, yeah. you know, one of my favorites was Mutations, where he took that beatles kind of thing, and he had Nigel Goodrich, the guy who mm-hmm. did Radiohead albums, produce him on it. And, you know, he's done some great soft work where, where he's he's really, you know, you wonder who who's writing this, mm-hmm. this music. Is it really Beck? And it's very dichotomous, I guess, is the word. But this is this is back to form. It's it's very, um, you know, the lyrics are great. The pop sensibilities are there. It's it's Beck. He's you know, it's a good album. Now, when I went to the Beck website to check out his new stuff, I um, of course started um, found his MP3s or videos and started playing them on my computer, and um, you know it, it started grooving pretty cool. <laughs> and then and then right kind of in the middle of the song. This guy in a sort of a 1940s uh, newsreel voice starts talking about the new flashlight innovation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's, you know, just going through about no longer do you have to search for batteries and all this. And I'm like, whoa, this is so surreal, man. It's like kind of easy, trippy music and a yeah. 1940s flashlight ad. And then I realized, oh, I was reading my email at the same time and the next 
message that must have came up must have been some spam trying to sell a flashlight. <laughs> oh, man. So oh. Audio from both things playing at nice the same one, time, yeah. but it kind of worked for me, you know. You're a Norwegian so, DJ. Yeah, this is, you, kinda, you know, I kind of got peanut butter in my chocolate, you know. Mr. Two Great well, I liked it a lot because I I really liked uh, Odelay, yeah. and I really enjoyed hearing Beck get back to the fuzz pedal and, you know, just sort of play the, the nice kind of grinding music again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to quote lyrics on this or not, so I, I won't, but there are some great lyrics on here. Uh, track 10, Go It Alone, is a really good beat to yeah. it, you know, uh, there's black tambourine has a great beat to it there there's some great songs on this uh it's it's not something that demands your attention all the time and no you don't need to play it all the time but you just pop this disc in and listen to it it is a really good album i like to have it on as background music you know yeah. and i'm just doing stuff around the house or the garage it's great yeah i've got a couple more albums that are on my list that are the same way that i i was thinking of is this mm-hmm. clean your house kind of music and that's <laughs> always good to have absolutely <laughs> all right um the next American band I wanted to mention was the Decemberists. Uh, they came out with Picaresque. Uh, this is a group out of Portland, Oregon, and um, the lyricist singer uh, Colin Malloy is kind of a tenor, and these are lush, pop, uh, upbeat, instrumental kind of songs. Um, they're on the Kill Rock Stars label. They kind of remind me of John Mangum from Neutral Milk Hotel or John Vanderslice out of uh, MK Ultra. They they write their songs have these lyrical mm-hmm. uh, perspectives that are that are just mythical or yeah. fantasy. It couldn't possibly be true, but he sings them with such conviction. He does such a great job, like like singing these songs about being a. Like one is the the tale of a, a man in the belly of a whale with another guy. They're the only survivors <laughs> in the belly of the whale. And but when the way he sings it, it just it comes across really well. And they're they're great lyrical kind of tales that you you know he didn't go on these himself. This guy out of Portland, right. Oregon, but but they're sold and they're pitched and and they're really well done. And one of my favorite songs is the on the picaresque album is the the Bagman's Gambit about. You know, a spy who helps out another spy, and and the lyrics are just great in that one. So mm-hmm. if you get a chance, that that's one of my favorites. Um, if you have access to the internet, uh, sixteen military wives is uh, their big experiment with picaresque was releasing on BitTorrent a free video. I forgot who directed it, but you'll easily find that on on video. Uh, or on the internet, uh, it's kind of a Wes Anderson Rushmore kind of video about a mock UN trial where the man playing the United States is overzealous and he declares war on Luxembourg and, and because Luxembourg is a guy who's offended him for years in high school. And it's, it's really funny, and the video is great, but the song Maybe is like this. George Bush's problem. He went to high yeah. school with some jerk named yeah. Iraq. When George Bush won re-election, I knew we were going to get four more years of great music because... There's a lot of good anti-war sentiment going on right now. And the Decemberists, it's a really great video. It's really funny. And it gives you a chance to listen to the music and see the sense of humor. And uh, it, it's, I've, it, it got stuck in my head and wouldn't leave, except for a brief moment when I got some horrible 80s song in my head this morning, which I don't <laughs> want to remember, because I'll put it in your heads as well. But, I thought the yeah. Decemberists had, had almost kind of like an early animal sound. 
that yeah. kind of you know early 60s which i thought was fine yeah it's 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 great stuff um yeah they're they just got signed to capital records so they're going to release some kind of uber uber record coming out <laughs> soon and and you won't be able to you know swing a dead cat without running into the december side i'm betting Okay. Um, but Picaresque is a really good this album. This is the real Capitol Records and not the people copying DVDs in the basement <laughs> of the West Virginia Capitol, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. The label and, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. These aren't the real Decembers either. These are a rock band calling themselves the Decembers. Um, the other okay. great American band who put out a record uh, this year that I wanted to point out was Spoon. And Spoon released uh, Gimme Fiction, which is what their... I awesome believe, name for a band. Yeah, Gimme Fiction yeah. or Spoon. 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 Yeah. Spoon. Spoon. <laughs> We're forked, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, Spoon's been around since 1992, and Britt Daniel is basically the lead singer, lead guitarist, um, uh, the guy behind uh, Spoon. They released uh, the album A Series of Sneaks in 1998, which is still my all-time favorite Spoon album. Uh, it's a little bit derivative. It's a little bit more pop-punk reflective like the pixies a little bit i guess but mm. i love it it's one of okay. my favorites that was on electra and uh they've been on merge since 2001 and they released girls can tell on on merge uh as well as kill the moonlight um but there are some really great songs on i really Gimme love Fiction. i turn my camera on yeah the falsetto that is they, so yes. cool <laughs> it's so hooky <laughs> it, it, it's just top it kind of has a little uh Emotional rescue by the Stones kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah, it's it's just a fun fun sound. Plus, it's a photography song, which <laughs> I happen to love. And there hasn't been it, a good one since Kodachrome. Let's face it. Yeah, that's, I was going to mention that Paul Simon's Kodachrome, probably the best song he ever made without Mr. Garfunkel. And, <laughs> Mr. Garfunkel. And the other, and the other <laughs> no one's ever called him Mr. Best song Garfunkel. of a band is Photograph by Def Leppard. Yeah, I was going to say. Song, the best song. Say. They okay, ever I made. forgot about that. One. You're just a sucker for photographs, I guess. <laughs> I like my. Isn't cameras. there like a yeah. centerfold by? Jay Giles Band. Oh, isn't another there? great song. There you exactly. go. There you go. <laughs> wow. How far yeah, we yeah. how far we go. Uh, <laughs> I managed to catch Spoon um at a private show at the Annex. Um and it was great. Uh it was a it was some kind of release show uh which had oh it was a Jack Daniels spon- sponsored show <clears throat> which had a bunch of scantily clad waitresses wearing <clears throat> Jack Daniels sheriff outfits that are kind of forgettable on, but uh, it was a good show, and they they put on a great show, and they actually played some great old songs like Advanced Cassette, and they they played some really good they played some really good songs from the past, okay. and they played most of the songs off the new album, so it was good stuff. They're they're really finding a voice, and I can't wait till their next album because they're finally getting some major label backing, and Give Me Fiction is one of the first albums that really had that. Um, okay. Sister Jack is a good song on on the new album. If you're interested, um, download that. Or there's there's a couple others. I don't yeah, think you can I, really. I didn't go like wrong. Sister Jack quite as much as yeah. I turned my camera on. Yeah, Sister Jack was just kind of your. It seemed a little more generic. Yeah, to and me. you might see some of these videos but, on too. So I know actually, they made a video for I, Sister I, Jack. I played their videos, although I mainly listened to the music and off the interwebs. Yeah, on yeah. on yeah on that thing with wires connected everywhere yes <laughs> all right well let's get away from the u.s for a little while um there were a few albums that were across the pond that i wanted to mention and the first one i'll mention is brian eno 
Another Day on Earth. Um, Brian Eno has finally released another album that is in the pop sensibility, and he is, you know, what do you say about Brian Eno? Go to Wikipedia. Go look him up on Google. You can find out oh, plenty about Brian Eno. He's I've been, been a big fan years. of Brian Eno for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one thing I just found out recently is he did the Microsoft uh, MS95 startup sound. <laughs> Yes. Brian Eno did that? Yes, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love his work with David Bowie. Yeah. Um, I love the amb- the Ambient series. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, good. and the whole Berlin trilogy, he didn't yeah. produce. He actually just was a part of and, and did did uh, contribute to. Well, you know, Another Day on Earth, to me, would be like a good Brian Eno beginner's disc. Because I think it's very accessible yeah. and, you know... Well, just, just a good sound. One thing I'd say to anyone who who really didn't know who's Brian Eno, like who's this guy? Go pick <laughs> I think up, that's me, unfortunately. Okay, <laughs> go pick up 1973's "Here Come the Warm Jets." It's my favorite Brian Eno album ever. It is. It is a crazy. It, this is post Roxy music. This is 1973. Everything's kind of crazy. Uh, here right. come the warm jets. I'm writing that it's here come the warm jets. Yeah, it's it's a All reference right. to peeing, actually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> takes away some of the uh, the mystery, some of the mystery. <laughs> but uh, there are some great songs on that album, and it is a beautiful, crazy pop album, and I love it. I actually love it. And you know, I would say that uh, another day on earth isn't better than that album, but it's a return to form. He's back to he went and did landscape artistry was basically. A great year. For yeah, a while, he did a lot of albums that were just quiet. Um, he wanted to try to be the background music to people's lives and, and right. do this crazy. He doesn't really consider himself a musician generally, but but like a an artist, you know. Right. I'm an artist. You won't understand me. A musical environmentalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's trying to create a musical environment for you to live in as if you're some kind of fish in an aquarium. Right. <laughs> which kind of we are sometimes with our iPods it walking around. Me. Yeah. But actually... Here Come the Warm Jets and, and uh, Another Day on Earth are the kind of albums that I love to, to have on okay. you know, in, my, in my background. The other album I'd mentioned from England is Art Brute. And uh, <laughs> God knows what's going to happen with Art Brute. I don't know if they're going to be around too much longer. But this, this album they came out with, Bang Bang Rock and Roll, is maybe two, maybe three chords in the truth. It's, it's just rock. It's loud. It's fun. But it's really not a very nutritious album. You're not you're not getting a lot out of this. But the first two tracks it's basic, on the album, but funny. It's it's basic fun and funny and tongue yeah. in cheek. Yeah. And they're okay. serious about what they do. And they're not talking to you, old man. They're talking to the kids. <laughs> um, the first two, like if you want to get a sample of them, formed a band, and uh, my little brother are the I think the opening tracks on the album, and they really set a tone of. Who cares? But we're right, and it's it's pretty funny. It's a, it's a good album. I was thinking this is one of my albums that I was thinking was one of those. If you need to clean your house or rock out really hard, Art Brute is is a pretty funny album. But they had some lineup changes and ma- major label signage issues, so I don't know if they're so are they like easy listening now or something. I, I don't know. I'll wait for the Lounge album to come out. <laughs> kind of like Ministry. They uh, it's a little grunge. It's a little disco. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, death metal. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see. The other band that came out with an album in, in 2005, Across the Pond, but not all the way, is Icelandic band uh, Sigur Rós. They came out with the album Talk, T-A-K-K. Um, Sigur Rós is this crazy bunch of uh, 
Icelandic hippies, I would call them. Um, and I'm sure I'll <laughs> That's going to be some, a hard thing to be. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some hate mail at feedback at tankriot.com if anyone doesn't like what I had to say. But uh, th- their albums are sparse, crazy pop landscapes. They do what they want, and and they're not going to really give you much explanation. But their albums are really beautiful, and I love them. Um, the last album they did before Talk was... The Bracket album, which was two parentheses, was the album title. Thank you, Sigur Rose, The New Prince. <laughs> um, so uh, what was great about the the parentheses album was that it was all in Hopelandic. This was a made-up language. It wasn't even in, in Icelandic. Oh, it was some kind of made-up language, so he wasn't singing real words. And then the liner notes uh, came blank. <laughs> and the whole idea was that the listener was supposed to fill in for each song what they thought the song was about. So Hopelandic was was uh, not what they used on talk, but but a, kind of a silly. <laughs> I like. That. I know. I know. I just I think that's silly. But uh, uh, talk was a it was a pretty good album, and uh, I, I love it. But it's definitely background music to to my life. Um, the other place I wanted to mention was Canada. And I'll have to be brief because I'm already running a little bit long on, on the segment. Oh, you're doing fine. You're fine. <laughs> Go. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, Canada. Canada, Canada has given us a lot. And now they're they're no longer liberal, apparently. They just made some kind of judgment. But conservative in Canada is, yeah. you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Canada is a bit fragmented musically. They're they're a little bit like America, you know, in that you know well, they got what, two languages to start with. Well, what plays two. in New York, you know, plays in L.A. This Canada is not one place. Vancouver is very far from Montreal, and you That's know true. these places are not so close together, and they have to take long trips to go play around. So all these bands don't know each other and hang out in some kind of secret clubhouse together. So what I thought I'd do is talk about some of the big ones from the different areas um, that I discovered. I've been a fan of Broken Social Scene since um, when did uh, You Forgotten People came out in 2002 on Arts and Crafts, and I couldn't find that in local record stores, so I had to actually order that direct from Arts and Crafts, and I got a great care package from them. They were very nice, and I, I loved it. Um, but they just released their self-titled uh, album, which is their third album, and no, actually their fourth album, and uh, they started in 1999, and... Uh, Kevin Drew and Brendan Channing are the main members of the band, but Broken Social Scene is, you know, they hate hearing this kind of super group thing, but they're a mixture of a whole bunch of different bands from Canada and from the Toronto scene that get together and they play these lush, dense, you know, pop arrangements that it's a little less structured than some of the other pop bands coming out of Canada. But this is kind of, uh, I think the latest album is kind of a challenging coffee drinker kind of music this is this is pop that you don't sit around and drink you know whiskey to but these are very right. canada's kind of like the new beach boys brian uh brian wilson kind of very lush arrangements are coming right. coming I, out of these pop groups there was a lot of layering in the, in in this disc I, I really enjoyed it a lot it's probably my favorite of the canadian groups yeah i think i think our best studio wonks are heading to jail right now for shooting people like who who's that <laughs> what is his name the uh, studio wonk the guy who wall of sound was coined oh. after oh oh you, yeah. old guy um talking about the oh. um 
Well, if, we're having a brain fart here. If everyone. you can remember, please let us know at Tankwright. No, he just got arrested at for um, shooting a woman at his studio. Oh, uh, Phil Spector. Phil yeah. Spector. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. These guys are like spill. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying they're going to shoot anyone, but they they love their arrangements tight. And Broken Social Scene is is loose, but there's so many things going on in these these arrangements that it's just it's just hard to believe. Um, so if you get a chance, yeah, on this album, I don't know what song I would suggest people listen to. There are so many, but uh, it's a great album. But I'll mention a few other bands that contribute to Broken Social Scene, like Casey Accidental, Apostle of Hustle, The Deers, Leslie Feist, who actually has a solo album that's taking America by storm right now. Um, she's Feist, who is... Uh, Mushaboom is all over the MTV, and it's all over Triple M, and it, okay. it's being played on the radio. And, and she's actually going to be playing at the High Noon Saloon this Saturday. If anyone hears this podcast, I'll see you at the show, because uh, Jason Collette is also from Broken Social Scene, and he's opening for the show. So these are some Canadian wow. touring acts that are they're hitting Madison right now. And um, uh, let's see, the Stars, that's another band I wanted to mention um, that is also contributing to Broken Social Scene and Chaos. So it's like a great conglomerate out of Toronto that's making great music. Um, also contributing to Broken Social Scene is uh, Metric, uh, two members of Metric specifically, uh, vocalist, keyboardist Emily Haynes and guitarist James Shaw uh, play on the Broken Social Scene album, but they also released their own album this year called Live It Out. And Live It Out is this, uh, I don't know, lush, heavy pop, great album of a female singer. It's a kind of a four-piece. She's great. Yeah, it's, it's great pop music, and I think it's a good album as well. So uh, their their previous albums have been pretty good, and this is another good one. Another Canadian album out of Toronto Constantine's. Uh, they released Tournament of Hearts, and uh, Tournament of Hearts, this is kind of art rock that reminds me of The Clash, reminds me of Velvet Underground, even Sonic Youth a little bit. It's layers where they're able to just take one note and just drive it over and over until it just hits you over the head. And I saw mm-hmm. these guys play at uh, uh, the Annex. They did a show with uh, Thunderbirds Are Now and another band, and uh, the Constantine stole the show. They, they really stole the show. <laughs> Um, and they did a great job. So th- these guys are really good, and they put on a great live show. If you want, you know, if you want to hear that that great solid hard rock sound, the other band from Canada that I wanted to mention is the New Pornographers, and they're basically AC Newman and friends. AC Carl Newman. I don't know. The guy thinks he's Brian Wilson or Burt Bacharach or something. <laughs> and, and this is a guy. This is the most tight, you know, pop. I've heard recently where I you love know, Burt Bacharach. His constructions are so like what were you? It's, it, it borders on prog rock. It's so complicated sometimes. But I mean, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. And you know, when I got the new Pornographers Twin Cinema album, I just had to think for a minute. You know, and and I had to turn it off halfway through. I was like, okay, you lost me. And then when I eventually turned the album back on again, I was like, okay, you got me again. And, and it's just so hooky and it's so. It's so heavy, and um, it's very entertaining. Um, the lyrics are done, and this is probably the biggest super group out of Canada, and they hate that phrase, too. Uh, Nico Case does a lot of the lead vocals. Um, A.C. Newman does a lot of lead vocals, and there's others. And it's, 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 another, it's another group of uh, a lot of artists working together for, 
for a Comic-Cause there. And then the last Canadian album I'd want to mention is uh, Wolf Parade, and they're out of Montreal. Um, Apologies to the Queen Mary uh, is a really great kind of like an indie rock album. They were recently signed by Sub Pop. Uh, Isaac Brock of Modest Mouse just uh, produced the album, and it's a similar, it's a similar kind of raw rock sound to Modest Mouse and some others. Um, it's a very solid release. I think these guys are going to be around a while. This is their very first album, so you know they they could change from here. Who knows? Okay. But uh, Wolf Parade, another great. This is out of Montreal, rock and roll band. All Woo. right. What do you guys have to say? <laughs> uh, it all sounds great. I mean, this list is is uh, a very good one, very tight one. Yeah. Well, then let's finish it. Seems all right. like it's missing one band. I think the one best one in particular. I think mm. the best thing that I've heard all year. You know, every year there's an album that just I know it's my favorite album all year. Either I put it on all the time, or I just I love it. And and the album this year would be Bright Eyes. I'm Wide Awake. It's Morning. He's released two albums in 2005, and this one is uh, the best, the best. So I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to it. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I, the song I really dug was Road to Joy. Yeah. yeah. It sounded somewhat familiar at uh, first road to joy hmm. road <laughs> to joy yeah so I, then i realized <laughs> it's based on ludwig van beethoven's music for ode to joy yeah yeah and uh which i thought was really cool it's yeah. one of my favorite beethoven songs anyway <laughs> right yeah and he wasn't shy about it some people didn't pick up on that yeah i heard people talking about that song yeah trivia um uh, Ode to Joy was also used in A Clockwork Orange. Yep. Yes. And uh, so. <laughs> and you actually saw that movie. Yes, that is a movie I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Changed my life. Well, let me yeah. briefly explain, though. Connor Oberst and Mike Mogus are the only permanent members of the band called Bright Eyes. And they're from Omaha, Nebraska. And basically, it's Connor Oberst. He's the lyricist. He's the main uh, guy behind the band, and he was actually born in 1980, which is pretty unbelievable. Um, he started playing in bands at age 13, and this is his sixth or seventh album as Bright Eyes. So this guy's been around a, a long while for how young mm-hmm. he is. It's it's depressing. Uh, <laughs> kind of like a, Tommy James. Yeah, he's a founder yeah. and member of uh, Saddle, Saddle Creek Records, and... Uh, Jim James, a member of My Morning Jacket, did a lot of backup work on this album. And My Morning Jacket is one of those bands I did miss out on this year, mainly because I walked into B-Side Records, my favorite record store in Madison, and I said, oh, wow, there it is. And I looked at it, and it had the Sony BMG copy production version of the CD there. And I said, oh, I'm not going to buy My Morning Jacket. I'm so sorry. So I did miss out on that album. But anyway... Um, he played backup on this album. Emmy Lou Harris did vocals on this album. Just beautiful. Oh, it's 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 really a lush folk rock album, and the lyrics. I mean, Bob Dylan has something to watch out for, or someone to take under his wing, because this guy is is a really great lyricist. Yes. Um, Digital Ash and a Digital Urn was released simultaneously. He released a double album. One is a little heavier and electric, and the other one is I'm a Wide Awake It's Morning, and that's a little more folky. Um, he also released a uh, 
live disc called Motion Sickness, um, which is currently his latest album, and that's chronicling the Wide Awake tour. And I guess on the on that album he covered Feist. Uh, he covered the Musha Boom song on the uh, on the Motion Sickness live on the live album. But I got to tell you that I'm Wide Awake It's Morning album. The lyrics on this and. You know, this guy doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve. He wears it on both sleeves and sometimes his ankles. And his delivery is a little bit emo and a little bit, you know. Sure. Yeah, he, he's asking for your faith when you when you listen to an album like that. But it's, it's worth it. And I think uh, what he has to say, you know, for the anti-war movement, he's actually pitched in quite a bit. And he's, he's mm-hmm. been on several albums that have... Um, have helped contribute to some democratic causes and uh he opened for bruce springsteen he did some work with rem and this guy's heart you know beat all over his sleeve or anywhere else is definitely in the right place as far as i'm concerned and sure. he's so eloquent in how he puts it out there that mm-hmm. i just i just love this album and i was like i couldn't believe some of the things i was hearing from some kid born in 1980 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Victor. That's that's a great list and some some great discs for the listeners to pick up on if they haven't already. Hopefully, we'll have this posted on the website maybe sometime soon. Oh yes, we're uh, yes we'll post everything on tankriot.com, and we'll have the list of bands there, as well as links to our email address, feedback at tankriot.com. Yeah, and I'm, I know I missed some music. I know there's albums like Sleater Kinney's new album that I didn't get. I only wanted to talk about albums that I did buy and that mm-hmm. I did enjoy. There are a few I didn't enjoy, but I'll save that for another day. Um, I really wanted to focus that there's some good stuff going on in music, and, and there's no reason nowadays. You can't just go to the internet and find some stuff for free and then buy what you really like because it's all out there. And 16 Military Wives, for example, by the Decembers, go out there and just watch the video and see what you think of it. It's not your thing. Sure. Go buy it. Today's episode of Tank Riot is dedicated to the memory of Brian Harvey, his wife Catherine, and their two daughters, Stella and Ruby. May they rest in peace.